Okay, Liam, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen the trades. Marvel's pumping out a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. We here at DC need to counter with something. It's 2011. Yeah. I've got, I've got a great story for you. It's got action. It's got space special effects with, uh, with lasers and uh, aliens and rocket ships. Sounds like a winner. It's got it's got uh, a pretty gal. It's mm-hmm. got a uh, weird, spooky-looking bad guy. It's got uh, a hero who's who's cool and macho, but also under turmoil because his saw his dad get blowed up. Mm-hmm. And to cap it off, we're gonna put Ryan Reynolds in the title role. The, the guy from the pizza place? Absolutely. Um, I have some notes. Welcome to I Have Some Notes. This is the movie podcast on the Alberta Alberta Podcast Network that takes the worst movies of all time, all of which are made by DC Comics, (laughs) and try to fix them with our mighty uh, thought rings and probably will fail. But we're still going to give it a try. Part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB uh, Financial. My name is Colin McIntyre. I'm Greg Beaver. I'm Scott C. Bourgeois. Joining us uh, to take on this mighty, mighty, mighty effort. Ooh boy, is Edmonton comedian Liam Kreswick. Hello. Uh, the movie we're going to try today, which I think is a long time coming on this podcast, because I feel like more people know about the Green Lantern references in other movies, like all of the Deadpools. I think there was a reference in the Teen Titans Go movie as well. Sure. Uh, so we're just going to do Green Lantern, the uh, 2011 uh, American superhero film, air quotes, uh, which starred, uh, infamously starred uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, as uh, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Uh, Blake Lively's in it. Peter Sarsgaard's in it. Mark Strong, uh, who I didn't recognize as Mark Strong for a second. Like any good Mark Strong performance, you yes. don't really recognize. I didn't even. I didn't like. Who is this guy? Uh, <laughs> Tim Robbins is in there. Sort of, uh, kind of surprised the heck out of me. Uh, Angela Bassett, uh, directed by Martin Campbell, who uh, I guess he's mo- most famous for uh, the Zorro movies with Antonio Banderas, uh, which are actually not bad. At least the first one's not bad. I think I thought um, he directed one of them. Yeah, I thought I, th- I thought he directed both of them. I thought that was uh, his filmography. Quick, quick, uh, quick googling. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was right there in the intro to his yeah. Wikipedia page, actually. Uh, uh, also, yeah. also responsible for Casino Royale, apparently. Huh. And the foreigner starring Jackie Chan, um, but yeah, the uh, this uh, movie made um, two hundred. Actually, no, this movie had a budget of two hundred million dollars. It was going to be the big whiz bang, launching, launching the uh, one of our favorites on I Have Some Notes, universing launching movies that don't <laughs> launch anything that crumble to the ground. Become, I think we've done at least three uh, DC movies well, like that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, had a budget of $200 million, made a $219 million take at the box office. So uh, if you're kind of, if you know of the movie, but you've never seen it, you're like pretty much everyone else because no one really watched this movie except us. We've watched it probably twice. Yeah. Correct. I almost feel like I had to watch it twice just because the first time I I, I, <laughs> I was so busy being so angry at it. I didn't really feel like I absorbed a whole lot of it. Be, uh, before now, before we get into the um, uh, the 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 I have some notes plot summary. Let's uh, kick it up the trailer. Your name? How? How Jordan? The ring. It chose you. Use its power to defend our universe. Become one of us. Become a Green Lantern. The ring said it was a great responsibility. Responsibility? You? Let's hope so. Anything I see in my mind, I can create. The one thing that a Green Lantern is supposed to be is fearless. That is in me. You had the ability to overcome fear. Wow. I know, right? 
Jordan is just your everyday jet-fighting schlub with a knack for getting himself into trouble. His personal and professional life are about to unravel when Hal is kidnapped by a green circle and taken to the crash site of an alien spaceship. There, a humanoid in a green suit gives Hal a green ring and a green lamp and implores him to join the Green Lanterns, an intergalactic police force. My guess is they're a fan of the color green. Meantime, the evil force of, and this is not a joke, yellow is wreaking havoc across the galaxy. Hal must now conquer his fears and learn the powers of the Green Lantern in order to save the universe before the FX budget runs out. So I'm just going to go full disclosure to start to start this podcast by saying I don't like Green Lantern as a character. Me so. neither. <laughs> oh, this is going to be one of those reviews. Oh, and this, this by it. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I, and I understand that there are a lot of Green Lantern. I know within the comic book community, there are a lot of Green Lantern fans. They're very mm-hmm. particular about which Green Lantern they like. So, uh, so if I say something to offend some of you, uh, I guess I apologize in advance. But I don't like Green Lantern. I've always thought he was kind of dumb. Uh, so I mean, so even watching this movie, I was kind of like, rah, shrug, shoulder shrug. Uh, but Greg, Greg came in here. He he kicked in a window. He was so mad. <laughs> I will not apologize if I offend you. Good. He offended. <laughs> okay. He's such a goofy character. I don't like anything about it. I don't like his powers. Okay. I think they're dumb. I, he he reminds me of like a um, like a like a knockoff toy you would find in like a like a you know a discount uh, bin full of Chinese knockoffs or something like that or like or like the most bargain basement comic book character you can find. It doesn't interest me at all. Like his he's got the power of imagination. We're like oh, <laughs> I'm reading I'm reading the comic book for you to take me to a new world. I don't need to see someone else imagine something. Yeah. No, fair enough. So, uh, I so think you, that's a little cynical, but okay. So you, so, so you <laughs> didn't like the movie. <laughs> you didn't like the movie, is what you said. No, I mean, I, I, I definitely hated the movie, and <laughs> like, I, um, like, I can, I'm down with the idea of a, of an intergalactic police force, um, and and maybe I can be convinced of the of the imagination powers a little bit, but like. The, I don't like the the whole aesthetic of it. Um, the I don't like the the pretentious group of aliens uh, that govern the police force. I, yeah. I I think the fixation on colors is is weird. Yeah. And um, um, I guess yellow lines up with fear, right? Sort of. Is. Uh, because your chicken is that yellow belly? Guess, is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, well, I so. uh, um, I believe er, in the early comics, uh, he couldn't use his ring on yellow things. Yeah, that was his weak. That was his weak. That was his kryptonite. And then in years later, um, I, I did you feel not like know that? I've, no, I knew that. I feel like if Greg had learned that in the movie, he probably would have. <laughs> I, I, I could hear his swearing from yeah. the other side of town. Like what? And I think it happened after this movie. Um, but I do know in the comics they sort of expanded the concept to be like there's pink, yellow, blue, and they like they do a whole color yeah. like the whole, the spectrum, whole color remember, spectrum. Get emotions attached to them. Uh, and then you can have like the love pink core, and and it was like it's the only logical pl- like good or bad. We're not here to talk about the comics. That is sort of the only yeah. logical place you can take it. And I Let's think be the- fair, comics are weird. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly it. like I mean he he's a very old character, so like the 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 you know the the premise maybe doesn't necessarily stand the yeah, test of time. I, I, but and I, and I think that like maybe this movie is trying to take itself a little too seriously, that's... and maybe that's why it leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. That like even even the movie itself, like normally I think in a movie where it's a little bit more gritty and serious, you would sort of downplay the the sillier aspects of it. But this one seems to play up the sillier sillier aspects of it while trying to have it that's, both ways. That yeah, really bothered me. That's true. The other thing about Green Lantern is that he's a good supporting character. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily a leading man. And, I mean, I, I there might be a lot of Green Lantern fans who would take umbrage with that point. Mm-hmm. But Green Lantern works best as a cog in a larger group mm-hmm. um, when he's got other people to play off of and people with different powers. He's a very good member of the Justice League, but when it's just him and other Green Lanterns, it's just a bunch of green stuff going on. See, I'd even disagree. I think he's what you're saying is true um, in that if he's like alone, which he was for most of this movie, if they had made a Green Lantern core movie, that where might it's have him, Guy Gardner, Kilowog, the other one, like a team, <laughs> of, fi- a team of five of them 
tearing ass around the universe. Are you talking about Tomar Ray? Are you calling yes. Tomar Ray the, the other one? I, How they're dare all you? they're all you know Rick and Morty style like flim flam <laughs> Jimmy Jammy kind of names. Um, yeah, that's another thing like, I hate about this movie is like all the names are dumb. <laughs> oh, look, okay, but I, I, if you're a Star Wars fan, you can't throw that. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Star Wars fan. Okay, I, I enjoy the movies, not. Um, Sorry, I derailed that. Go ahead. <laughs> well, how about uh, well, how about we'll jump into Scott? What uh, what's some, some thoughts on the movie? Um, it's goofy, um, which is actually a point in its favor. Um, there's a lot of uh, as Liam was kind of mentioning, it's a very comic booky premise, mm-hmm. and they kind of lean into that in some cases in a way that I found enjoyable. But then it's offset by these weird whiplashy tonal shifts Mm -hmm. where the movie can't decide if it wants to be a a fun space adventure Mm -hmm. like a la guardian like a proto guardians of the galaxy or if it wants to be a grim like batman movie yeah and that tonal whiplash was very jarring and did take me out of the movie quite a bit but the stuff that was that they were just like yeah this is goofy let's go with it kind of worked for me Mm -hmm. and if they'd maybe been consistent with that through the movie it might have worked better especially when you've got ryan reynolds as your lead yeah like the man is the man is a cartoon yeah let him cartoon yeah Yeah. um and i mean there's an argument to be made that maybe that means he wasn't the best choice to play hal jordan but uh he would have made a great guy gardener he he said that (laughs) he said that before you showed up yeah yeah (laughs) uh he probably would have and that might have worked better. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I understand them wanting to do Hal Jordan as the first Green Lantern, yeah. because, of course. But then maybe don't cast Ryan Reynolds as your mm-hmm. Green Lantern. I think I think maybe even uh, like in the context of when this comes out. So they get, this gets released in 2011. So I feel like at this time, they're still everyone's still kind of doing... like The comic book movies are starting to get more and more prevalent, but they're still largely solo outings. Well, and not only that, they... One thing that... Marvel kind of earned was people buying into the comic bookiness of it. Mm-hmm. And they started really grounded with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely they started adding in, oh, and also here's Thor. Oh, and also here's space adventures going on. Yeah. And also here's a literal wizard. Yeah. And now we're doing time travel. And they earned they earned that very well. Mm-hmm. And I think that at this point in movie making especially on the DC side, and this is, I think, still true on the DC side to a certain extent, they were really gun-shy about leaning into the comic bookiness of some of their stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why this movie has that weird tone imbalance, because there was was an impetus for the movie to just kind of embrace the comic bookiness of the premise, but it was being held back by maybe producers or a director who were a little gun-shy on that, because... People like the realistic Batman movie, you guys. We need to kind of keep this grounded a little bit. Yeah. When Green Lantern of most of the Justice League is one of the one of the weirdest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Superman is less weird than Green this Lantern. Is, yeah. This is this is coming off. Um, this is coming off the Dark Knight, which um, like made a billion dollars. So yeah. I, so this is the, so this is still. I feel like this even in this is the, the timeline of like, okay, well, well, people like the comic movies. Let's throw Green Lantern. Well, but we can't get too silly with it because, hey, people, Dark Knight was not silly at all. And it made a billion dollars. So maybe let's rein that back in. Like, maybe that's what they're thinking of. Uh, Liam, thoughts on the movie? Um, yeah, I just, I, I, like, I think my biggest problem with it is not the anything to do with the Green Lantern lore or the, the, the source material uh, and how much or a little of it is they used and just everything... In that they like it's for a movie about uh, a man who operates with no fear. This was the safest movie I've ever seen. Like, and 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 for a story about a person who can use sheer willpower to make any creative decision from his own mind, not a single creative decision went into this. It was just it was the you know t- again take take make it any other superhero take the Green Lantern shenanigans out of it. It was a boring, predictable, by-the-books movie that, like, like it's almost, it's not even that, I, I, I certainly have some notes, but, like, it just, it, it worked in that it didn't work. It was a, it was a vanilla ice cream, it was, you know, 
plain coffee. It was it was Wonder Bread. Like he, it was yeah. the Wonder yeah. Bread. It wasn't movie. even good vanilla ice cream. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely. It like, was kind of devoid of personality. There's yeah. no, no, no one seemed to care or have fun with this. It literally just seemed like people were were you know cashing in on on the the superhero it wasn't it's it's almost like it's it's not bad enough to be like good bad yeah and it's not good enough to be good Good. (laughs) it's this sort of it's 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 bad enough to be not enjoyable yeah it was also a hundred percent forgettable yeah forgettable is the word forgettable uncreative bore like boring where i'm just like i don't yeah yeah, of course that's the next scene yeah of course like from a screenwriting perspective they had like whether you love the Green Lantern or you hate the entire concept of it, there's so much in the Green Lantern universe that to to pick bits of story from, and they took only the. F- it's like somebody read the first page of the Wikipedia article of Green Lantern comics and then wrote the same movie <laughs> script we've seen a thousand times with it. Yeah, and it's like, like even to the point of like the you know the uh, this is more of a note note, but like the beginning where they just dump a bunch of exposition and then start at the start where it's like, what if that movie had started with him and, and Kilowog and the other one, uh, uh, like <laughs> Tomar Ray, Tomar Ray, like mid fight. And then we, you know, like, uh, you know, and then <laughs> how, how did this credits, how roll. did I get into this crazy predicament? Yeah. <laughs> 10 years Last earlier. Yeah. And he's, he's picking up the dying space aliens powers. Like it just, it, it was, that, so that was my thoughts on it. It was like, yeah. there's, there's nothing unique or interesting about a movie with a will powered based creative space superhero. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think, Colin, that it's kind of serendipitous that this is your your final film as uh, as host because this harkens back all the way back to our first episode when we did Man of Steel. Oh yes. In that the movie begins with an enormous sci-fi adventure. Yeah. Just like the uh, Man of Steel started on Krypton, we start on what is it Oa, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And and. and and we do. We all. We have all the. We see all the crazy powers and and space things that are going on, and then we get to Earth, and yeah. then we then we bring it all back down, and 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 meet <laughs> uh, Hal Jordan and his regular yeah boring life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and his regular boring life as, as, an, as, a, as, as an ace pilot. fighter pilot. Yeah. <laughs> a private fighter, a four, like a contract, subcontractor fighter pilot. But the, the problem with, with starting, especially at like an origin tale, when you're, you're, you start off with revealing all your cards, right? Yeah. Is that there's, there's no, there's no joy in, in experiencing and discovering with yeah, the yeah, main yeah. character. Yeah. Right? Like, like when 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 he starts doing his his massive like uh, when he starts learning the Green Lantern powers and and he uses he starts creating a racetrack to save everyone from the falling helicopter like yeah. like it it we don't get to discover that with him and we don't feel like we're part of the crowd witnessing this really weird crazy thing that's going on because we already saw it happen in the first scene where they were they were doing all sorts of magical things so we already know that that stuff is possible rather than being yeah, yeah we've been waiting for, for him ride. we've been waiting for him to do that for half an hour yeah exactly <laughs> and it's not it's not nearly as is fun and it's just like it's 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 amusing to me that um, DC made that same mistake twice. Yeah, you know they didn't learn from the first time, and 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 they went ahead and just like, well, just, we the first one didn't work, but surely this time. Yeah, nope, that's fair. Um, yeah, and it, it also sort of sets up even too that it's sort of like um, you start off with all this, all this crazy, cool, weird space junk, and then it's like, you know, you know, the final fight is like in a warehouse, like yeah. Like in a museum. To be fair, the final fight actually took place around the sun. That's true. Okay, so with yeah. with that, mm-hmm. kind of, it was really boring. <laughs> the um, I, did, I really I kind of actually lost track of what was happening in that climax, and I because I was so bored by the rest of the movie, I was like, sure, he kills him, whatever, he kills him, he got, he <laughs> you, got him. You didn't know he was gonna throw him into the sun when in the training montage he goes, here's how you punch. Here's how you manifest a sun. Here's how you kick. Like, it's really like, they just tuck in the like, oh, by the way, your Green Lantern power can make a sun and grav- suns have gravity and you can suck some. Like, that was just this little, they they tried to be subtle about it by just trying to glaze over it. But I'm like, 
No, that's how he's going to beat the bad I guy. Would, he's going to throw him in the sun. I, I see would, it immediately. I would gay. I uh, I would if I was like Hal Jordan. I would kind of like chat with like Green Lantern HR because their training is really poor. Uh, yeah, that oh, whole yeah. training montage was very weird Just like, because it's like. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, punch well, you in the face. Here's your, hey, it's your Bam. first day. Rather than explain anything to you about anything, here's Kilowog. Blam. Yeah. I'm well, gonna, well, again, I'm a jerk and I'm gonna beat you up. The movie doesn't want to go over it again because they've already explained everything in the uh, in the intro. And yeah. it would have been that like him arriving on Oa is the time to actually tell him, oh, here's the world that you landed in. Well, yeah. you're you're in Oz now, Dorothy. Yeah. And the here's, color is green. Here's all this stuff. I, the uh, we're gonna get into what we like in uh, in a second here, and I think that's gonna be short. But I mean, the thing Surprise. I the thing I like the most about this movie is all these see they keep and they do this they keep coming back to this where they've established that the Green Lanterns are the universe's police force, mm-hmm. uh, oh, the galaxies, or the yeah well, yeah. So there's and everyone's got their own little sector and they're really really big, and yet so my thought on that is like mm, okay if I'm the police uh, police person of a sector of planets with billions of inhabitants probably kind of busy and yet every time they go back to oa all of the green lanterns are there hanging out on rocks listening to sinestro's uh, speeches i'm like you did dent act clean you guys up too i mean what's going on you got nothing nothing going on does anyone have a does anything have anyone why were they shooting their green into this into I, space because it would look good on the trailer i believe yeah, was, was, was was probably the idea did the green look weird to anyone else like as far as like the green effect I, maybe I'm. I I believe I recall um, a green being very difficult for special effects artists, and I and I can't recall exactly why, but I know they had a lot of trouble with with uh, Holt because of it. Okay, yeah, because there was something about it, and I thought, it, and I after watching, I thought of like the um, and like Ghostbusters answer the call because a lot of those ghosts were green and like, but yeah. that weird sort of like dark but glowy green, mm-hmm. and I was kind of wondering whether. That, like, that's one of the things that kind of throws off a little bit. It's just like it's not doesn't look. I know, it's I, not like green lightsabers that look cool. It's like that looks kind of just like jello floating around. As a as a graphic designer, I know that like green tends to uh, wig out quite a bit um, in different color spaces. So okay. maybe when they're trying to, um, uh, you know, uh, have a move like build their color palette so that you know it's going to be able to play it, you know, uh, visible in all sorts of different. TVs and things like that. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe perhaps okay. that part of it is very difficult. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, does anyone have anything they want to say that they like about this movie? Yes. Okay. What did you? I like, like Mark Strong. Okay. There we go. I like Mark Strong and everything. I think he's an excellent actor. Yeah. I disagree that he was phoning it in on this movie uh, because yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Mark Strong do anything less than commit to a role. And I think he was really good as Sinestro. Actually, uh, I would keep him in a heartbeat. Even if we're kicking Sinestro to a sequel, I would bring back Mark Strong as Sinestro in that sequel. If there's one actor I would keep in this film, it's 100% him. And I'm not saying that there aren't other actors worth keeping, but I think Mark Strong is a gem in everything. I liked him as Sinestro. I bought him as Sinestro. And I am I'm taking him home as Sinestro. He's yeah. certainly the one character whose makeup and special effects job actually looks okay. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, the one rest of the of few kind of garbage-looking characters. Yeah, I mean, we've gone this and far. And that includes Hal Jordan. <laughs> just, to go back, just to go back to shitty things, we've gone this far, I just want to mention, in the podcast and not talked about how crappy all the special effects are. It's awful, especially the mask. Yeah, the, the mask really bugs The me. CGI costumes are not great. But we're not talking about the stuff we hate right now. Let's um, focus on the positive. Greg Beaver. Hmm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass. No, there's got to be one thing that you can say you liked about this film. Mm, I guess I kind of dug the the initial dogfighting scene with the with the the super intelligent planes. It was, oh, yeah, sort, of, yeah. it was it was sort of compelling right up until the point until we got the intersplicing with the with the uh, dad dying uh, tail. But <laughs> yeah. but for the most part it worked. It was I, entertaining. I really wish they had factored into the plot more considering how much of a big deal they made about them right off the cuff. And then they don't really like, yeah, yeah, they kind of come back into play in the third act, but only like just, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it should have been something better. Yeah. Liam, Um, I, the handful of interesting constructs, like making, turning the get runaway helicopter into uh, like a hot rod. Like that's what I came to a green lantern movie to see. And 
I don't think I got enough of them, but the ones I did see, I was like, that's fun. That's that's exactly what the Green Lantern would do to stop a, a like turn it into a racetrack and a, and a car or like mm-hmm. yeah. you know making c- cool uh, uh, constructs. The, the few we got, I liked them. Didn't get enough of them, but yeah. I, I will if give this, them that. If this movie was more the mask than it is. Well, it, may, it, may, it makes you wonder whether, like, would this? How much? How much more rope would they have been given if it's like, okay, we're not your instead of K filmmakers, instead of you trying to make a Green Lantern movie and targeted at the eighteen to thirty four, you know, you know, demographic, like male demographic. What if we turn this into like a like a Pixar, DreamWorks, like animated? Movie where you where you, where the imagination could go bonkers because they want to turn this into a live action film franchise. Yeah, right. But I mean, like, but I think I, I, I wonder if 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 you if you if you kind of approach it from that, this is actually now targeted a little bit more towards younger viewers. I don't even think it's necessarily a targeting thing of just like they should have had more fun. Yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it, you can but you can I, have like look at Guardians of the Galaxy that was targeted towards the demographic you mentioned, and they yeah. had all sorts of fun. Yeah, like I think that I think rock, same thing. I yeah. think yeah. Colin, the, the nature of his superpowers would work better in sort of like a YA setting. Yeah, than 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 an any yeah than a, sort of like saying, an adult though, yeah. drama or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. really, or like, I mean, the, like an angsty, an angsty, or try not sure if it's an angsty movie or not. Or a kid, because the 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 best uh, the best kid whose power was imagination was Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, who would have made a great. Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a movie I'd watch. Oh man, he, he'd he conjure definitely... Hobbs all the time to fight bad guys. <laughs> oh, I want to see that now. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really. I feel like uh, I don't hate these CGI costumes as much as like they're they're kind of famous for. I feel like I feel like they're a little bit ahead of the time, considering now when you watch uh, a comic book movie these days, a lot of times the costumes are CGI. So yeah. I think it was just. I think they were just. Maybe the delivery wasn't super great, maybe because it was maybe a little bit too early. But I think the I thought even rewatching it, it was sort of like his his mask was terrible. His mask looked dumb. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like the the like the like the cool effects on the like the on the costume. I thought I didn't mind cool. the the veininess of it. Yeah, um, it was the it wasn't necessarily the body so much as it was the the collar always looked weird. Yeah, and the mask and it, and it, the the really the thing that really threw me off about the mask was the yeah the eyes. They were like they didn't want to go full glowy eyes for some reason. They just wanted to make. Yeah, they make his eyes um, like almost his white. People, yeah, they made yeah. the yeah the iris is white and stuff. And yeah, yeah. which is very strange. I feel choice. like this is one of those cases where they could have mixed the practical with the CGI. Yep. a mm-hmm. little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, rather than go full CGI, like because yeah. especially in like a lot of the current Marvel movies, yeah, some of the costumes are CGI, but some of them are kind of like a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like maybe that's the direction they should have gone. Maybe they'd look better. Yeah. If there were Certain. some, if there were some green like I'm glowy sure, bits, yeah, but also like some practical suit there too. I'm sure at some point there we're probably going to see Green Lantern on a big screen again, and I'm sure at that point it's going to be like, okay, if he's going to look like classic Green Lantern, he's probably going to have a normal mask. There will be have... many lessons learned from this particular yes. mistake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, as far as other things I like, like I didn't mind. Like Blake Lively was fine. I mean, she's got you know, I I like Blake Lively in movies because I think she has a, a certain charm about her. Um, uh, and, she, and she's like, I feel like she's a star. Everyone else is sort of like, yeah. Everyone's kind of blah. Mark Strong, Mark Strong was Mark good. Strong was Mark great. Strong was Mark Strong was fine. I feel I feel like I feel like LV, everyone in the movie. Yeah, he's a he like when I look at him again. I don't know that much about this universe, but I would look at him like, okay, that's Sinistro. That's he's bang on. Did it? Uh, did anyone find um, Blake Lively and, and uh, Hal Jordan's uh, relationship? Weird and not making a whole lot oh, yeah, of sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. Just uninsp- oh, yeah. Like, like the rest of the movie, uninspired. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like like I like I liked her performance, but I mean like her character is kind of everywhere. It's she's the hot babe, she's an ace fighter pilot, she's also like a CEO or like super business business leader. Yeah. So I feel like daughter of a senator. Uh it's they and they all the yes, daughter yes. of a senator, they established that her and Hal Jordan are are childhood friends. And oh, wait, ex- no, is she the daughter of a senator? No, 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 that's no, that's the Hector Hammond's. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking about yeah. him. But Ham- I mean, like Hector Hammond is the daughter. Of but a she's, <laughs> but she's also like she's also like a childhood friend of Hal Jordan. They're also they were you know they were lovers at one point. So it's sort of like they're sort of cramming all these different tropes. She's like all of like the the tropes all crammed into one. Mm-hmm. So. 
the th- what one thing that bothers me about their particular relationship is she she gets on him for being a quitter, which is fine, but like they don't um they don't establish he's a quitter until he quits the Green Lantern. And I feel like if he's like a quitter quitter, he well, should have like quit the He did try the, to quit the fighter thing. Oh, did he? But he was told no, absolutely not. Yeah. In fact, she shuts him down. No, you're not allowed to quit. Oh, okay. Not until we've had a had a strict talking to Mr. Yeah. Guy. That must have been the point. One of those things where it's just like I didn't absorb it because I was so bored by everything that was yeah, going on. But <laughs> no, I I agree though that it's something they definitely could have explored more if they yeah. want to make make the point that like the Green Lantern Corps is his journey is to rejoin the Green Lantern Corps and not quit it, commit to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's been running away from commitment his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's a fine arc. It's just like I, nothing about his character landed for me. Something I didn't something, care what happened to him. I feel like, and well, we'll probably get this in the changes. But I mean, and maybe I think I, I think Liam is our resident Green Lantern expert. But I mean, like I feel like if you're if you are a test fighter pilot, you've obviously you have a certain amount of of education and like it's it's weird to marry this sort of like lovable loser ragamuffin kind of like joe 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 everyman sort of guy with like you know the discipline of being like a fighter pilot for like a private like military mm-hmm. contractor like those two don't gel and so like is like is like hal jordan is not jokey quippy no i also love that you called him ragamuffin run of the mill and not absolute prick but i mean this is this is again this but is yeah the, how, i the, think the how, timeline how jordan, so they're actually the um there's a great uh history of green lantern and green arrow comics where they work together because the green lantern is a militant fairly like conservative like not not like politically conservative but like just like he's know, he's the police he's yeah. he's, he's, police. He's, he's, a, he's a space police you know yeah. cop military boy and then there's a literal robin hood and so it's it's literally a soldier and a robin hood and they got great stories out of that for years by pitting yeah. these two ideologies against him and so no he's not real he's not a real quippy fun character yeah and that's how jordan in particular yeah as a green lantern yeah yeah i think the only green lantern more serious than hal is uh john stewart yeah and both kyle rayner and guy gardner are a lot less jokier and or, jokey yeah. or they're jokey they are less jokey. serious yeah. yeah well guy gardner is actually a jerk yeah 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 still uh, a hero total <laughs> yeah. well how about we'll um we'll, we'll we'll take a break and we'll come back and uh we will do our very very level best to fix the green lantern we'll put on our green lantern wing or uh, we'll put on our green lantern rings and will this movie to be <laughs> <Yes>. better <laughs> all of our imagination Edmonton is full of passionate people dedicated to building a vibrant community. The Well-Endowed Podcast explores the impact that these municipal champions are having on our city. You can find episodes at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Chris Shangan Phillips. I host a show called Let's Find Out, where we try to have fun learning about history here in Edmonton. We investigate local myths. Because I think the bridge is so iconic, the fact that they've kind of gone up unrecognized. It's a little bit sad. We do taste tests. It's such a good color. Cheers. And right now we're doing a whole season about how humans and nature have shaped each other here in Empton. Grizzly bears used to be largely a prairie species as well. Find us at letsfindoutpodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Welcome back to I Have Some Notes, Green Lantern Edition. Oh boy, okay. So we didn't really have much nice things to say about uh, this movie. Uh, we probably have a lot of things. Can we make this a better movie? I think we can. We can at least turn this from like an F movie into a D movie? Maybe a C? A solid pass. Solid C plus? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. I think we should shoot for the stars. We sure. can make this an A movie. How about, I think we should start off with... We can the, make this a franchise. <laughs> a franchise story movie. Um, I think let's... Uh, Liam should give it a go first. He's our guest. Um, so, Liam, how do you make this a movie a better movie? Um, I, I have a lot of uh, sort of little... Indi- like, not nitpicks is the wrong word, but just certain choices I would I would have made. Tiny uh, tweaks. Tweaks. Um, because, like I said earlier, I think the script is good to a fault in that it's like it, it's a it's a textbook movie script. if somebody had a mad libs movie script yeah they were just filling in the blanks with green lantern stuff yeah exactly um and so i would say uh first of all doesn't need to be two hours thank take, you take out any 
any scene at all, really. Uh, <laughs> just, just take out a half an hour of this movie. We're already uh, doing better. Just randomly cut half an hour. Now it's up to a D. Uh, <laughs> less. Um, I would... I. Uh, uh, maybe I'll bring up nitpicks as they they not I don't want to use the word nitpicks but like um, little details as they come up but honestly I just would have told it in a more interesting order um, so start it with him first of all to cut down on time start him start it with him in a cockpit right um, I hated meeting him where he's sleeping with a nameless woman who he treats rudely then drives recklessly through the street. It wasn't a fun, oh, this is a badass, this is a... Yeah. To be fair, that's how we were introduced to Star-Lord as well. Fair enough. Touche. <laughs> yeah. No, we know we were not introduced oh, yeah. to Star-Lord. He, he starts in media He starts, it, yeah, he starts crying about his dead mother and then we see him as a jaded, you know, womanizing asshole. Um, but this this starts off with him you know, nameless woman we never see again. Reckless driving. Recklessness is not the same as fearlessness. So I would have started the movie with him in a cockpit. You know, her being like, hey, you know, oh, oh now you're going to show up on time? Referring to the fact, you know, whatever. doesn't matter. Um, and then after he gets the ring, after he meets the dead alien, we get the painfully expository scene of this is the history of parallax and the galaxy over you know a, a you know a camera careening through the cosmos um but to just start with like a sci-fi comic book expedition dump followed by the most obnoxious trite toxic masculine bullshit i've ever seen was just like this nice one-two punch of me hating the movie right out of the 10 game. minutes in yeah so if they i would i would cut down us meeting his everyday asshole life and I would put the thing where they explain what Parallax is, they explain the history of the Green Lanterns, they explain all this, put it later in the film. Don't start with an exposition dump. Those would be my first changes I would make. Yep. I uh, don't even think we need the exposition dump. Yeah. I think I think that the movie benefits from getting rid of either all the stuff on Earth or all the stuff in space. Yes. And I think that if you're telling an origin story, you start him off on Earth. Mm -hmm. So you you have him be the cocky fighter pilot. He finds the dead alien. The dead alien leaves him with some cryptic instructions and the ring. And he becomes the Green Lantern. And then he has to, because he doesn't have this elaborate training montage with Kilowog, he has to f suss out how to use the powers himself. Yeah. And there's a little bit of trial and error through the second act. Meantime, because uh, the the dead alien was killed, we don't know at first, but he was killed by something. And then you have Hector Hammond doing his alien autopsy for Amanda Waller still, and he still gets zapped by some yellow magic mm -hmm. and still turns into a giant-headed monster man yeah. and still has terrible powers. And then Green Lantern ultimately fights and defeats him. And then at the end of the movie, the rest of the Green Lantern Corps shows up and are like, you, sir, need to come with us. And he's like, oh, there's your there's your aunt. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's your, your cliffhanger for the next movie is we've we've been introduced to Green Lantern. We've had an opportunity to learn what a Green Lantern can do. Mm -hmm. He's fought his first villain and, and kind of come into his power. And then mm -hmm. the hook for the sequel is also there's a wider universe. Yeah. And now that you understand what Green Lantern is and what he can do we can move on to that mm -hmm. rather than try to cram it all into one movie, which is, I feel the failing of this movie. Yeah. Or I'd even say, like you said, just on earth or just in space. And like I was saying in the first half, start him as a full fledged green lantern with his green lantern core allies. There's there, and there's nothing you know, wrong with, and with just the choice to put it all in space. in space. Just do it all. In I space. don't disagree that that's an option, you but I, if we want to tell an origin story, I feel like it should be on earth. I'm going to go in the camp of stay in space and don't go to Earth, but I, I do like your sentiment for sure. Fair enough. And, um, and then but we also get Mogo, yeah. and we get all the other cool Green Lanterns. And Tomar Ray. Tomar Ray. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and that's cool, too. Like, if you want to set it in space, though, have him established. It's not an yeah. origin story. You maybe have the little, like, the little Batman origin story thing where he has, like, five minutes of, oh, I remember when this all started. Little flashback to him flying a plane and then him landing and there's a dead alien and the dead alien giving him the ring and then I'm a Green Lantern now and I punched a dude with a magic fist and then I got taken to space. And 
there you go. Five yep. minutes of exposition. Yep. We know who you are and where you came from. Yep. And now let's go have a space adventure. I'm down with that too. That's an option. Honestly, if you if you want to see a movie that has it both ways with both starting off in space and having uh, having a good chunk of Earth in it, you can go watch Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Um, but speaking of paint-by-number scripts that you were sort of mentioning earlier, I think the, the obvious cold open to this movie is uh, Hal Jordan's dad dying. Yeah. Right? And since the... the for Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, <laughs> since the movie's about about fear um i think i think maybe there's an opportunity to have his his dad um die in a plane crash in which he panics and that um makes hal jordan grow up um thinking that he has to absolutely be fearless Mm -hmm. and you know he goes up and and into you know in his fighter jet and he's constantly being Reckless. And, yeah, I, I like the idea of him needing to learn the difference between courage and recklessness. Yeah. And that's kind of a theme they clumsily have in this movie. Yeah, they try. Yeah, they try. They try. And, <laughs> and like it's at some point he someone's gotta tell him that like, hey, you know, the having you know, having a powerful will doesn't mean you have to be fearless. Like that's kind of like the thing that he learns. And he, maybe he learns that from Blake Lively's character at some point or something like that. Like I always like, I want my characters to learn something like to grow and to change and stuff like that. I don't really feel like uh, that in this particular movie that Hal Jordan really changed at all. See, he, he does learn to take responsibility, but again, it's, Clumsy, yeah. I think it, I think probably I feel like he doesn't learn a whole lot just because his uh, I don't I don't feel like his character is super well established. Yeah, that's great. And I think I, I have a, I have a twi- I have a fix for that. So so um so I'm so I'm gonna build off the idea of uh, sorry Liam that it's on Earth, yep. but um, but essentially I'm I'm going to uh, and now that I condone his behavior, I'm still gonna start him off as being in being like the reckless a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm. I'm not sure if I want to keep the dad stuff in there, but I do like the idea of him, like, learning some responsibly because ultimately that's what this ring is about, is that all of a sudden it's not just you in the universe anymore. You have to look after all these bunch of planets. And you have to look after all these bunch of people. So I would like to see it. So in my, kind of in my in my my change, it would be... Um, he 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 is reckless. He kind of, and he he's reckless, but and he kind of lives with reckless abandon, and he's still kind of joking and wonderful. But there, but there is this training accident that occurs where he where this thing goes wrong, and it actually does it. Maybe it, it's what happens that he actually gets kind of injured or hurt or something, or he like he barely has like a, like a near death experience, a little, a little bit out of his control. Sorry, I'm tapping my eraser on the on the on the gun. <laughs> but not only that. And they and they touch on this and they they touch on this briefly in the movie where they, where they get when when the crash happens in the movie like you just cost us this company all these jobs but then it's like ten minutes later like oh no no we just talked them into it it was fine but I would actually like to like no actually when this crash happens he the everyone does lose their lose their jobs and he actually becomes like the most hated man in town because now this little you know this little you know mm-hmm. you know space firm or whatever is shutting down all because of him. So when the ring finds the ring, still finds him because it, it still wants that the willpower and the recklessness. He's like he's like I'm in no shape to do this because like I can't be Green Lantern. Look what I just did, and mm-hmm. now now he's having to relearn all like learn this stuff again and learn the difference between willpower and courage and not being just selfish and reckless. Well, I definitely and- I definitely like that you put him into the position where he's resisting the power at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also that puts him on a journey as well where he's. Uh, learning not just kind of responsibility, but he's also he's he's been faced for the first time with doubt. I yes. guess would be the best way. Yeah, to put I it. think that. Yes. And he needs and he needs to learn to overcome that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like like he's been living his life at at eleven for so long, and then he's responsible for something really awful. Yeah, and that's hurt a lot of people. Not necessarily killed a lot of people, but hurt a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And for the first time in his life, he's had to like shift gears and go. Oh, maybe I am the a hole. Yeah, like, he's all, he's all he's all like, and, yeah, and you, am I the bad guy? And we can bring in bring in like the the toxic masculinity part. Where it's like he's always failed upward, mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden he's really blown it for a lot of people and their livelihoods and all this other stuff. And so when he's when all of a sudden he gets this, like, so I'm just like sort of like pitching as like, imagine you're at a point where you're like, 
the least confident in yourself and all of a sudden you get tasked with like the biggest responsibility and this responsibility bigger than you can imagine yeah. and okay now he has to learn that that's that's work for toby Maguire spider-man yeah there you, you know, go he got uncle but, ben killed yeah. and now he's getting... but i mean but yeah obviously like but like again not and not to like to kind of bore from that but not so much like oh he's doing it because his 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 old uncle benny got killed mm-hmm. it's like no People. because he's been an a-hole yeah and now it's finally caught up to him caught but, it, it's, yeah. but, it, but it hasn't as much affected him as it's affected everybody else yeah those guys were definitely justified in wanting to kick his ass yeah. in the parking lot i was like yeah. oh good someone's coming <laughs> like and also a customer or a customer um Freudian slip there a, a character calls him an asshole at one point i was like oh god i'm glad someone said it but yeah yeah um speaking to hal jordan's character i want to get into his head more because his power is derived from his creativity and I think that that is an opportunity for his apartment to be full of, like, gack. Stuff that really tells you how he thinks. Like, he should have model planes. And he should have, if you want to have, still keep, like, the the Hot Wheels track mm-hmm. set piece. Yeah. Have him, not just his nephew playing with Hot Wheels, but, like, he gets that from him. He plays yeah. with Hot Wheels still. Because he likes fast cars yeah. and he thinks they're cool. And, like, dress his house in a way where if you're paying attention to the background, you can call out stuff that he's going to imagine later on. Yeah. yeah. Because because it's, we, because it's an planes, opportunity it's to get in his stuff. head. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a missed opportunity because he lives in a bland loft. Yeah. yeah. And then he's conjuring up some neat stuff and you're like, well, why? Yeah, that would have been that would have been neat because they, they kind of touch on that when he gave, when he gives his nephew or friend's kid that little model plane. He's like, yeah, yeah it's a such and such and such. Mm-hmm. But so I when, think the opportunity... T- the, the opportunity was there to put that less, this is stuff from his nephew's room, and yeah. more, this is like, this is his world. Yeah. Like, this is the way he thinks, this is the stuff he thinks is cool, yeah. and when he gets the power to manifest his own reality, this is the kind of stuff he's going to be calling on. Yeah. And I feel like that was maybe a missed opportunity there. And it's also a characterizing moment for him, because yeah. if his space is interesting, you get a glimpse into the character, right? So, and you maybe see, oh, he's still playing with Hot Wheels, and he's, like, 30-something. Clearly, he's still a bit of a kid at heart. Mm-hmm. So there's some redeeming value there, despite the fact that he's come across as a, as a total jerk so far. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I just... I think that's a, that's a really good note, a really good yeah. point. Yeah. Agreed. More cool plane stuff. Who doesn't like that? Uh, also agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and I believe I touched on this in the first half, too, I feel like the... If you're going to ha- make a big deal out of the, like, drones, the drone planes in the first Super act of Jones. the movie, have them come back in the third act in more than just, like, one of them pops open a missile and shoots it at Parallax. Like, let yeah. them fly again. Let them chase Parallax around. Yeah. Like, do have it be a distraction for a while. Do are something we, with it. Are we, that would be, maybe that's an opportunity for Blake Lively to do something a little bit more. I agree. I think she should have gotten in a plane again for the climax, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you've established that she's a fighter pilot and possibly just as good as Hal without the chip yeah. on her shoulder. Let her let her do Maybe something in the third she's piloting hour. those planes by remote or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, takes our, a chunk out of Perry. You know, gets, gets although, Perry, runs the just... You could even call it back where, man, why didn't they do that? Because he does the thing where he, like, sells her out to the planes in the first one and, like, uses she her could, as a decoy. She could use him as the decoy or he could sacrifice oh. himself up as the decoy. Yeah, so or even that's, that's because way then, better than what I was Because then he, yeah. he's doing the selfless thing and he's yeah. and she knows the play he's doing because yeah. he did that to her earlier on. Oh! That's even that's, better. That's great. Take anyone a They just do it again where she is the distraction play but this time she's in on it and Parallax looks at her in the plane so that he can sucker punch yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although in our I version, like, I, think I like yours better but that's where I was going. I yeah. think it's actually Hammond in our version too if we're keeping it on Earth. Yeah. Saving Parallax for a sequel. Yeah. But uh, even so, I think I think you need you need to get her back in a plane for the third act. Yeah, and having them, I think that's a that's a good like bookend to that little mm-hmm. arc between their characters. Is she learns to trust him again, and he does the selfless thing by being the distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's I think that's fun. I like that. Yeah. I want that in our version of the movie. Yeah. Done, printed, sold. This is a small thing, but I'd also like Blake Lively not to be together with him by the end. Just like he, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> he has to he has to learn that like he doesn't get everything he wants, and he like there's there's permanent consequences to being a jerk, regardless of whether he became a better person or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with them being friends at the end. Yeah, but yeah. I think maybe close the door on the romance. That that said, I recognize that in the comics they're an item. Yeah, 
the I mean, their romance was about as organic as his meaningful character change and lessons learned. Like, yeah, yeah, you learned a lesson and you got the girl at the end of the movie because that's what movies do. There's, but like, there's it a, was a, pretty inorganic. Yeah. All of it was very inorganic. Yeah, well, if Taiko Atiti literally literally says, "Don't superheroes get the get the girl in the end?" Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm down for uh, maybe the possibility being there for there to be romance in the future if you're turning it into a franchise. Yeah. But absolutely, at the end of the first movie, they should they should have mutual respect again mm-hmm. and maybe be friends again, but not have hooked up again. Yeah. Uh, and just to just to confirm, we're all on the same page. We're giving uh, Green Lantern like an actual mask. Like we're oh, yeah. like sticking it on his face. Practical costume. Yeah, I, I like yeah white eye, white eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. He's like, his eyes should just though. glow. Yeah, it's touch like, it up. It just I just like white eye like white glowing eyes is cool. And also, creepy. Sinestro doesn't have a mask on. No. Did did he the, doesn't he doesn't care one? that people know who he is? Yeah. Like. Well, we did never any of the other we never see a- them. We never see Kyle them Rainer on their native. Yeah, they never. We never. But did see the, them any on of the alien planet, right? Green Lanterns have masks? A couple of them here and there. Not, not a lot of them. Thought they kind of mentioned that like they just appear when they're supposed to. Yeah, yeah when so they're spo- when, when their yeah. identity needs to be a secret. Yeah, and again, let's be fair. Sinestro does not care who yeah. knows he is a Green Lantern. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, that is actually one moment of the movie that I legitimately kind liked when when uh, when. Um, how Jordan is uh, in his Green Green Lantern costume with uh, Blake Lively, and Blake Lively is like, "Hey, I recognize you. Don't you? <laughs> like yeah. you're yeah. just wearing a mask. Just because who you are. <laughs> you covered up your cheekbones. Doesn't yeah. mean I'm not going to recognize yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I appreciate that. Was, that was that. a chuckle. Yeah. 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 Um, anything else we want to tweak, change, fix? I think we should see what the listeners are up to. Cool. Because I I believe they also wrote screeds and screeds. For yes, this. we got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I just I I still felt like the te- they telegraphed the gravity of a sun. It was just it was so yeah. poorly set up. Like it was so obvious that. Oh yeah. like, I guess in our version of this movie, they're not in space, so that there's some other. I guess the the climax is going to be our little play with the with the Blake Lively and yeah. and Hal Jordan. So Can we at least blow up a city while we're doing it? I feel like that's part of the. Uh, so, of yeah, for the record, the body count in this movie is surprisingly high. Like parallax disintegrates a lot of people in the city before he gets this lured is, away. This is what DC does. <laughs> <laughs> like, just care, they, they really don't care about human lives. <laughs> Seems yeah. that way. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I was going to say something, I can't remember what it was. Oh, um, yeah. I, I'll remember it later. Um, so if uh, you want to get on, on your own uh, thoughts and notes, uh, you can uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll let you know what movie is coming on, and you can get your notes read right on the show, just like all of you wonderful people who wrote in uh, and there's a lot of you, so let's get to it. Uh, Devonar Bruce says, pick either an Earth-based story with Hector Hammond as a villain or a space ring adventure with the corpse. The uh, movie is overstuffed and tries to do too much. Uh, full disclosure, I had this idea independently of Devin, <laughs> despite the fact that it was basically also my idea. Also, full disclosure, Devin, we're watching you right now. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, Dave uh, from the Dave Birdie po- Dave Birdie co- podcast mentions uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern, except he's actually Deadpool. So basically, just make Deadpool. Deadpool in space. I mean, I'm I'm down. For I'm that. down for Deadpool in space. Yeah. Dead Deadpool in DC universe. That is like the next logical place for Deadpool to go. The, a yeah. movie version. This isn't the Deadpool podcast, but like a Deadpool version of De- or a movie version of Deadpool kills the Marvel universe is probably the next movie they need to, <laughs> to, to make. Okay. Uh, Matt Bowes from uh, Bollywood is for uh, Bollywood is for lovers podcast. Do Sinestro turning bad in the second movie? Also, the comic and film versions of the new Frontier nailed the Hal Jordan character, so just use that. Uh, also, on further reflection, change Sinestro's name or at least make it his surname, like he's Fred Sinestro or something. That Sinestro is his last name. What's his first name? It's, uh, Thong. 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 Okay, hold Thong. On. I put myself on the spot. Hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. I really hope it's John. His name is Thal. Robin John Thal Sinestro. Robin John Blake Sinestro. While we're, uh, while we're on the topic of Sinestro, why... why? I, I didn't really catch why the um, the the group of aliens took all the yellow and turned it into a ring. Was there a purpose for that? Well, they they were concerned that uh, yellow was proving itself more powerful than green, yeah. and they want to keep their real their shtick is not enforcing good; it's enforcing order. It's just good makes for better neighbors. Um, so they were like, "Well, maybe we should harness this fear thing." And Sinestro was like, "Yes, do it." Give me the power okay. of fear because it's more powerful than will. 
And so they do. Okay. Uh, because the theory is that they can beat Parallax with his own fire weapon. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Hal's like, you fools, don't do it. You walk down that path, you'll never come back. I'm paraphrasing stuff that literally happens. And wasn't, wasn't Sinister like, you give me the ring first and I'll figure out how to use it and then I'll teach everybody else. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Like, Sinestro... <sighs> Sinestro's history with the Green Lantern Corps is that there was a time when he was, like, the best Green Lantern. Yeah. But he was also on the cusp of being a fascist. Yes. And he really does believe that fear is stronger than will, and that's why, ultimately, he turns to yellow uh, as his power source instead of green and turns his back on the Green Lantern Corps because he feels that they're weak because they're not relying on fear, which is better. Uh, I agree, though, with <laughs> I mean, Matt. Doing, I'm doing Greg's expressions because even as he's just like, I don't care. Like, All this stuff is stupid. Because he thinks it's goofy. I do agree with Matt, though. I think uh, build up Sinestro as, if you're going to have him in the first movie, and I mean, we jettisoned him with the rest of the Green Lantern Corps yeah. from our version. But even in the second movie, if you're making it a, a trilogy, build him up as a trustworthy ally and as someone who's like harsh and... But and serious, but is good at the job. He really is the best Green Lantern. And then, when you when you have him turn bad in the third movie and him be the overarching villain, it means something. It's it's less telegraphed because in the movie as is, like you know right away, oh that guy's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then just when it turns around on him and he actually has like a meaningful moment where he's like, yeah, you know what, you actually do live up to, uh, to the ring that you inherited. Uh, like two seconds later, he's like a cackling evil dude, mm-hmm. like yeah. harnessing fear and turning yellow. Let let him have a, a solid moment of connection and build a meaningful relationship before he betrays everyone. Yeah. Let the mo- let the plot happen, movie. God damn it! Uh, I'm angry about that. <laughs> More angry than I thought. There we go. Um, it would have been actually just even on him. It would have been nice that instead of him being like the ring is wrong, that he's like. Like, he's obviously, he's the Green Lantern guy. But like, well, I don't know what the ring saw, but obviously saw something that he's sort of like. Yeah, yeah that's one of the things I wrote down was I'm like, immediately he starts beefing the process. Yeah, like, he's like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, you, he, he you should. You don't live up to the ring you inherit. It's like, dude, the ring picked him. Like, do you not yeah, yeah. agree with the, this like. Is, this is the whole point of your being. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm legit all for him being like, I, I don't know what the ring saw in you. Yeah. But you are a Green Lantern now, and I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. Don't screw up. Yes. And then he proves himself, and Sinestro's legitimately like, all right, turns out the ring did choose correctly. Yeah. You're one of the good ones, Hal Jordan. Yeah. And then they can do some buddy cop stuff in the second movie, and then Sinestro turns evil and betrays him, and it's personal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mike My Day says, uh, I just don't like Hal much. I would have cut everything on Earth in favor of Sinistro and more corpse members and more practical makeup. And Parallax should be a big yellow bug, space bug. Uh, still, nobody but me and my group left the theater happy and it doesn't stand up to rewatching. Agreed. I mean, we jettisoned the space stuff and kept it on Earth, but. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. I want. I wanted. And, but also, my, my familiarity with the Green Lantern comics was. The most Green Lantern comics I own were was a series called the Green Lantern Corps, yeah. and it was like five of them doing space Green Lantern and stuff. And we even kind of established earlier, Green Lantern works best as part of a team, mm-hmm. even if that team is just the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. Tell you the, what. the Corps is the more the most interesting part about being yeah. a Green Lantern. Yeah. I'll give You're a space well, cop. Here's what we'll do. To be, to be diplomatic, I'll divide the class into two halves. Mm-hmm. This side over here gets $150, $150 million dollars. Make Green Lantern in space origin movie. This side gets $150 million. Make the Green Lantern on Earth movie. Release them out. Whichever makes most money gets uh, free McDonald's. At the end of the year. At the end of the year. Or the, I'm just going to manifest the McDonald's with my Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, there you, there you go. There you go. E. Thomas uh, Adnam says, uh, Man, there was a lot design-wise I love. Decent origin story, too. But it just tried too much. Basically, it should have been more like, uh, uh, yes, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, but didn't have to, but didn't have the guardian, the Guardians of the Galaxy to look at at the time. Yeah, so this, this uh, have is, a fun space adventure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Foster says the special effects were very good, and the actors did what they could with what they're given. It just was that they weren't given anything that was any good. The special effects yeah. were good. Yeah. 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 
They're yeah. passable. They're not great. It's. Eh, I'd love if the I, biggest problem uh, with this movie was the special effects. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just it. found it to be a very ugly movie overall. Yeah. I was into it. Uh, Leonard Maxim says, "Follow the Green Lantern origins for the script, uh, like they said they're going. Like they said they're going to. Literally, hearing there was no script for it was not a good plan." Side note for <laughs> generally origin, speaking, side not note, <laughs> let's make a movie. What are we doing? <laughs> side note for an origin story for them to cut the biggest part was his, of his origin, his father passing. That then uh, the then let's only show things in flashbacks. The extended cut at least put that back in. It's a far better version of the movie. Uh, I'm not watching extended. Yeah, I'm no, not watching I've been told that it that it does it does add stuff back in that fills in some gaps and helps the movie make a little more sense. But yeah. the movie is still not good. No. No, um, more of this movie is not what I'm looking You know, Leonard here mentions having no script is not a good plan. And, oh boy, does DC like to not have a script for a movie. Like, this is something that comes up again and again and again when we're talking about DC movies, yeah. is that they're just making rewrites on the fly and actors are getting pages day of. Like, yeah. Maybe write a story for once, DC. Like criminy. <laughs> they're really they're really taking fix it in post to a whole new level. Eh? And that's and and clearly it's not making good movies because they're generally terrible. They make they make money be on name recognition, and that's going to be diminishing returns after yeah. a while. Yeah. I didn't know that about this movie. So they they had like we were like go make the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds and then made the script. I I think it's more like like, like with Suicide Squad. They were just like. Re- there were rewrites on the fly and they were making major changes to the story as they were going. That explains a lot of the paint by numbers, I think. Yeah. And you know? I mean, it was the same with Suicide Squad. It was the same with, uh, um, Justice uh, League. Justice League. It was the same with Batman V Superman. Mm-hmm. And th- like, you can tell it makes for a bad choppy movie with different, with clashing tones mm-hmm. and clashing, uh, themes and, just like sit down and write a script and then make that script. Yeah, and no thoughtful callbacks. Like, let's have the thing they do at the beginning be how they solve the problem. Exactly. At the end, you know? yeah. yeah. How did we not do Batman v Superman for your last episode, Colin? Because I think that we seems crazy. To, I think we agreed to <laughs> never do to that never movie. do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Cinematological says uh, the director was completely mis- miscast as Martin Campbell is a journeyman pit of mediocrity. Someone with extensive uh, uh, effects experience was required. Roland Emmerich would have been a great movie. Would have made a great movie. Huh. You are correct. I think he certainly would have made one with more personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easily. I mean, it probably would have been a little bit, a little bit more. Just it would have been more and, quirky and, because, and, less. and and he's he's a little bit better with a like an ensemble cast. That's yeah. kind of his thing. So. Yeah. Uh, Caleb says, honestly, I have notes for rewriting this m- movie, this whole mythology to make more sense, but fine, just the movie. Mike, uh, make Hammond turn evil and crazy earlier in the film so we can get some proper conflict. Get rid of the GL core except for the end credits. Change Hal's character arc. Hold on, let me just rewrite the whole darn thing instead. <laughs> That's basically what we did. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Craig says, uh, Jeff Johns wrote the seminal run on Green Lantern, and when he wrote the script for the movie, he took what that what he'd taken in 50 issues to do it in the comics and crammed it into one movie, modifying it to include an origin story. DC's problem has always been feeling rushed because they were behind Marvel. If they'd just be more patient let things breathe, they'd be, they'd be just fine. Uh, he, also says, he also says, I also think Reynolds was totally miscast, or at least he played Hal wrong. Hal is way more maverick from Top Gun. Yeah. Cocky, yes, but fully aware of his skills. Hal has always been kind of an a-hole, a hero who doesn't care if people like him or not, and Reynolds and the team making the movie blew that. So okay, see, I learned something about the character I didn't know. Maybe maybe Ryan Reynolds again wasn't the best yeah. casting choice for Hal Jordan. Yeah, it would have been a better Guy Gardner. Yeah, with the which, bowl cut and would, the red hair, which would be. <laughs> uh, and then uh, finally, Flix X Rate says the CGI suit needs to go. Agreed. <laughs> Disagree. Full frontal nudity. <laughs> Alt movie. There we go. We yeah. can do that as well. Uh, that's uh, that. So that's it. That's it for this episode. We want to talk about changes for the next season of I Have Some Notes. Yeah, so we have some notes for the podcast, and the first one was we need to recast one of the protagonists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Colin has decided that it is time for him to move on to other projects, specifically being a dad again. Yes. Uh, amongst his many other hats, and uh, so he's going to be stepping away as a regular host of I Have Some Notes 
uh, moving into the next season. He'll he'll still be around. Oh yeah, yeah. You will hear his voice again. Mind, Absolutely. Yes. yes, and I would I would mention that uh, uh, like you know if if uh, when I needed uh, light the bat signal in the sky or color it green or whatever, and I like and yeah, he will knock down Christian Bale. I will knock down Christian Bale with one thundering punch with all of my five foot eightness. Um, <laughs> before yeah. before we get to our, our big season ending reveal here, I just uh, I just want to say that uh, I want to thank you. Colin, sincerely, for um, going on this adventure with me, starting out the podcast. This is, uh, a, you know, I, it's an immense amount of fun, and uh, and and um, while well, you know, we totally understand. You've got to go do dad things. It's it's a uh, it's a bummer that you got to go, and and we uh, we will we will sincerely sincerely miss you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I would actually, and I would like to thank uh, you, Greg, for obviously. Uh, you know, you do all of the work here, so I also I feel like it's sort of like thank you for letting me be a part of, of the, your 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 wonderful project because uh, uh, I tell people I say I'm on a podcast when I mean I'm on a podcast I do one percent of the work and the other guy does ninety eight percent of the work. Um, uh, and I also like to say thanks Scott for uh, you know for 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 joining us on this crazy journey because I feel like um, Scott has added a air of of professional broadcast background that. <laughs> You, I certainly do not have. You do not have. So, uh, yeah, and I can say like it's it's been a lot of fun, uh, and uh, I'm excited to see where the podcast goes. And I'm my I was mentioning to my wife, and I mentioned you guys earlier that my hope for this podcast is that when I step aside, that that's when it truly takes off, and I'm just this boat anchor holding everyone back, <laughs> and that in three years from now, when you're hosting Netflix specials, I'm like I was the fifth Beatle, guys. I was there in the beginning. So. Uh, but yeah, and I also I want to thank uh, all of the the listeners, the people who've um, who've who've uh, who've you know spend their time listening to the podcast. There's a million podcasts. You choose to uh, to spend some time here, and it's been awesome. Thanks. Oh, and thanks to Karen and the Alberta Podcast Network. Yeah, as well. yeah. that's yeah. been really really super cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I guess so. So I guess so. I'm out. Who's in? Yeah, the like a. Like sort of uh, much like the the uh, Green Lantern dying, and the ring needs to go and find a suitable host. <laughs> I can't imagine who could possibly fill your shoes. I don't. I don't. Uh, call me Sinestro, but I don't think whoever <laughs> takes over is going to live up to uh, the hard work and and uh, um, fantastic job hosting that you've you've done. Appreciate so. that, Liam. Uh, speaking but, of which, uh, Liam, what are you up to next season? I'm in an improv show. I got a sketch. Got nothing actually. Now that you think about it. Do you want to host this podcast? Uh, I would. Uh, I, I would. I would love to uh, uh, do my best. Yes, I would like to very much. Sweet. <laughs> well, it's settled then. Yeah. <laughs> it pays nothing. Nice. <laughs> but occasionally um, get some stats. Yeah. So yeah. it's all good. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, then... Uh, uh, you heard it here first. So Liam Cresswick will be our, uh, our host next season. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, we are going away for, uh, for a couple more weeks, so uh, you'll hear some, uh, some bonus content uh, uh, in a couple weeks, and then uh, we'll be starting to ramp up for season five, if you can believe wow. that. Holy. Look at that. Crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, welcome it, aboard. Yeah, well, welcome aboard, Liam. Um, if uh, so, if you want to keep track of all these uh, crazy, wonderful things happening uh, as we move on to, sorry, but I'm just like, do I have to say an oath? In brightest notes and blackest notes, and evil do I notes my notes? <laughs> we didn't even talk about that part. Yeah, that was the worst thing to shoehorn into that movie. This little oath that no one cares about. That Greg doesn't care about. I mean, it's. Part of the central I know, mythos but it was of the Green like, when he let, That's when his eyes first turned. Anyway, paladins uh, have oaths. Anywho, paladins have oaths. Uh, we want you to follow along uh, as we go into season five of I Have Some, I have some Notes. And the best place to do it uh, is uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Have Some Notes. If you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Also, find our episodes on the CKOA radio app. Download it from the Apple App Store. Remember to check out all of the Brother and Sister shows over at the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Bonus con- content is coming up next week, and then season five starting right or right away. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, there's a million and a billion billion. There's more podcasts out there than there are Green Lanterns in the galaxy, uh, and you chose to spend some time here with us. So we thank you for that, and uh, we will talk to you later. Sign us off, Colin. Keep watching the skies for terrible green lanterns and space bugs.